This is for the passionate, the purposeful, the men and the women who absolutely know that there is something bigger out there and that they're a part of it. And whether you are into spirituality or self-development, in this podcast, you will find the tools and the tricks and the practices to help you reach the potential of your higher self. My name is Sabrina McLean, and this is the Mindfully Bree podcast. Right now, there's a lot of transition, there's a lot of changes, um, you know, teachers and students going back to school in a brand new way they never felt they had to, small businesses reopening, some are closing, just we're dealing with a lot of new. And if we're not equipped to handle our emotions and the things that come up for us in our own personal life, then chances are we're really going to struggle um, handling or coping with or focusing on or dealing with anything outside of us. So in this training, I'm really gonna do my best to help you get to know yourself. That's what today is all about. The five questions to help you get to know yourself. We think we know. We think we know, but when we're, you know, when changes happen, when transitions happen, when things occur out of nowhere and we're dumbfounded, sometimes we're just like, wow, I have no idea what to do right now. And sometimes we're not gonna know. Like sometimes we're just gonna be thrown a curveball. But the deeper that you know yourself, the more resilient you become in the face of change. So even if you do get knocked down, you know exactly what to do to bounce back up. Okay, um, hello, hello, welcome. So before we start, um, considering because this is on Instagram, I just want you to take a deep breath and release anything that's in your head right now. Any pages that you might have just liked, any disturbing thing you wish you didn't see. Um, if you were watching TV or listening to music, I just want you to breathe. And, and focus on this moment. So let's take three deep breaths together. And with each exhale, try to relax those muscles in your body. Notice where you're holding some tension right now. Awesome. And um, for those of you that signed up for the emails, I apologize. I am technologically, um, let me not use a derogatory word. I'm not good with technology, if I'm being real with you. So um, the email I don't think sent to you, but um, it was just a reminder that I was starting at nine o'clock. But today uh, I also put in an intention, a way to help you set an intention for today's um, teaching. And I'll share that question with you here because I have the email up. What parts of my relationship would I like to get to know more about? So it's, this isn't about I want to be better, I want to do better. This is about getting to know who you are in this moment, in this season of life. Um, and getting to know and becoming aware of Please hear me. I'm not saying judge. I'm not saying change. I'm not saying improve. 
I'm saying get to know. I kind of want you to date yourself. I kind of want you to get to know what you like, what you don't like, and open your eyes to maybe some of the areas in your life that you're not familiar with. Like maybe there's a part of you and, and the relationship that you have with maybe your thoughts, maybe your emotions, maybe the way you connect with people, maybe the way you deal with hard stuff or the way that you don't deal with good stuff. We all have a bunch of different things that we need to work on within ourselves, but only you can know that. So these questions are gonna be, you know, the answers, there's no such thing as a right answer. Um, all that you can do is answer honestly, okay? So some people just join, just wanna let you guys know. The intention for today I want you to set is, what part of my relationship with myself would I like to get to know more about? And if you have that intention, um, you're gonna be a lot more open to what I'm teaching today. So for those of you that don't know me, quick introduction. My name's Sabrina. I am a former personal trainer and I'm a mindfulness teacher. So I've kind of been helping people set goals uh, for like seven years now. That's crazy to say out loud. Um, and in that time, I've done a lot of soul searching and I left personal training because I realized like I was way deeper into mental health way deeper into inner work and spirituality and um, going within, going within. And, and in the fitness industry, there's absolutely a lot of that. But in my sector, what I was doing, it was a lot of like, I wanna get tone, I wanna lose weight, I wanna do this. And it was the outside. And it was clear to see that my clients were not interested in fixing something inside themselves, even though that may have been like, stemming you know the reason why they weren't happy with the outside of themselves and that's kind of where that happened for me that transition and so um now i'm a mindfulness teacher i have uh, a free membership online because i just i'm obsessed with helping people awaken to what's going on to help them navigate their anxiety to help them understand their emotions and really improve their relationship with themselves so today's training is the five questions to ask to get to know yourself better. And I really wanna reiterate, there is no wrong answer. The only wrong answer is you lying to yourself. So don't lie. Imagine that this is the first date with yourself. You're a brand new version of who you are right now. You were not this version six months ago. You weren't this version of yourself a year ago. So you're gonna date yourself today. And it's gonna be like a 30 minute speed date where you're just asking questions and getting to know. You wouldn't lie on a first date and you wouldn't want that person to lie to you. And it's very important that you understand and you really solidify that your relationship with yourself is the longest relationship you will ever have in your life. It doesn't matter if you, you know, you're super close with your parents. It doesn't matter if, you know, you're, you're going to have a baby and like, that's going to be the best relationship. Like, sure. Great. Absolutely. But the longest relationship is the one you have with yourself, because from the beginning of your life to the end of your life, you got you. And so you know what you've been through. You know what you never want to go through again. 
You know the lessons you've learned. You know the thoughts that drive you crazy and the thoughts that motivate you. So it's time to cultivate a healthy relationship with yourself because you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. And this should be the best relationship you have because this is the foundation of all other relationships. So if you put, you know, if you tell yourself, I'm going to wake up every Monday at 6 a.m. and I'm going to, I don't know, go for a walk. And then four, five, six, seven weeks go by and you have not woken up at 6 a.m. You have not gone for a walk. You can't expect anybody else to keep their word with you if you don't keep your word with yourself. And of course, we want to set standards for other people in the way that they treat us. But we got to set that for ourselves first and foremost. Okay, so first question, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? This, uh, I got this from my man, Brendan Burchard. Love him. Um, when you ask yourself this question, you're kind of getting to know the lifeline of your soul. Uh, we're, we're all on this planet for some reason, for some purpose. And personally, my purpose has evolved because I'm getting more clear. I'm, I'm inching closer to, you know, what my soul wants and what's best for me. And each time I do that, each time I make a decision to get closer to who I want to be and who I'm aligned with, my purpose becomes even more clear. So to give you an example of purpose, it doesn't have to be some like extravagant, like I'm meant to, you know, change the world and do this. Like it can be a personal thing. Like maybe it's not about service. Maybe it's not about other people. Start small, start where you're at. You never want to start overwhelming yourself. So my current purpose is to heal myself so that I may help heal others. That's, that's what I'm doing. And anytime that I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm going off the path, anytime I feel misaligned, anytime I feel like, like things don't make sense to me, I go back to my purpose and I ask myself, what is my purpose? And then I repeat to heal myself so that I may help heal others. And I worded it that way because I am inclined to be a people pleaser. So if I'm constantly focusing on like how to heal others, how to help them heal, how to do this for other people, I'm forgetting that I have to come first. And I worded it that specifically to remind myself that I have to come first. I cannot fill your cup if mine's on E, you know? So that's my purpose. My purpose is to heal myself by taking care of myself. Healing doesn't have to be, healing could just be health. It doesn't mean I'm sick. It doesn't mean that I need to be fixed. It just means that like I'm keeping myself at the highest level possible so I can show up for you at the highest level possible. And as I grow and as I learn more lessons, I share those lessons with you. So I'm very blessed and I'm lucky that my purpose personally intertwines with my purpose for business. I made it that way, but a lot of people have very different purposes, very different mission statements, and that's cool too. So when you ask yourself, what is my purpose? Listen to your soul, not your mind. 
your mind is going to tell you what you what it thinks you should do. And when it comes to purpose, it's not a thinking thing. It's a feeling thing. Whether it's your soul, whether it's your heart, the voice inside, your intuition, like, listen. Don't, don't speak out the first, you know, thought that pops into your head. That's your ego telling you what it thinks you should do. And with purpose, there is no should. It just is. This is written before you got here. And I believe that our job is to undo all of the muck and the negative experiences that weigh us down so we can reconnect with that purpose. Okay. So the second question is, ooh, my fave. What have I not let go of yet? Or what have I not accepted yet? And I want to talk about letting go because that's a trigger for a lot of people. I really don't like this glare. There we go. Okay. That's a trigger for a lot of people, letting go. And I think it's because they, they when someone tells you to let go, I think what you're hearing is them telling you to get over it. And if you're hearing something different than what someone else is saying, there's a healing that needs to go on inside you. There's, there's something going on in there that you got to fix. So let go is not a bad thing. Maybe it's hard. Maybe it's a challenging thing, but it's not a negative thing. It's not a bad thing. It's nothing that should ever be taken personally. In fact, if someone tells you like, I think you need to let go of that, um, maybe get curious about it instead of, instead of just like putting your hands up and like, I can't let go of this. You know, I'm identified with this. This hurt me. This caused me to do this. This caused me to do that. Um, if you're, if you're holding on tight to something and you're not accepting the fact that it happened to you and you're refusing to let go of the pain that it caused you, you are actively choosing to identify with that circumstance, which means that every time you try to make a decision, you're making it from the past. You're not actually moving on. So when it comes to getting to know yourself and improving the relationship you have with yourself, you have to look at the areas of your life that you're, you're gripping on to a past experience, that you're gripping onto something that hurt you, or maybe something that was perfect, but it's not anymore. Because regardless, whether it was really good or really bad, if you're holding onto it, that's not good. You're holding on to it sends a signal to the universe that you don't believe you could get something good again. That you don't believe that you deserve something good again. Because if your eyes are on the past and you're not even visualizing the future, then you're definitely missing out on the present moment. You're definitely missing out. So what do you need to let go of? What do you need to accept in your life? Maybe it's an apology that you're never gonna get. Maybe it's forgiving yourself for not doing something that in hindsight is so obvious that you should have done. Maybe it's forgiving that friend for hurting your feelings, that partner for breaking your heart. Maybe it's forgiving not a person but the actual circumstance, because sometimes life sucks and it's not fair. Um, 
end, it continues. So if you find yourself stuck, it's because you're stuck in the, you're stuck in the cycle of, it's not fair, I don't deserve this. And so you're just going back and forth with it's not fair, I don't deserve this. But you forgot that life goes on. So just take a step out of that cycle and, and truly work on moving on. And accepting or letting go of something doesn't mean that you're over it. Doesn't mean that you don't emotionally, you're not emotionally attached or that you don't care anymore. Letting go can also be seen as letting be or accepting. It's not about changing what happened. It's about accepting that you can't. It's over. It's over. The only thing that you have control of is your relationship to it. And that's where the acceptance comes in. So if there's anything in your mind right now, as I'm saying, accept this or let go of or let this be, um, write it down. Write it down and revisit it later. Uh, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's really intense and it's not something that you can just sit here and think about. Sometimes it needs its own prioritized time so you can work through it in a safe space. So what have you not accepted or let go of in your life? And bonus question, how is it holding you back? How is it holding you back? What would your life look like if you didn't harbor these feelings? And if you finally let go, what would that look like for you? All right. Oh, we're doing good, guys. All right, we're moving to a more positive question now. Okay. What are my greatest strengths from the lessons I've learned in my life? I think that this is a perfect, perfect follow-up question for what have I not accepted? So if you take that circumstance and you ask yourself, what are the greatest lessons or greatest strengths that I've uh, learned from this? From this that I've gone through? What lessons have I learned from this painful experience, from this suffering, from this past event? When you look for strengths in what you've been through, you're proving to yourself that you are resilient. You're reminded, like the same way that you remind yourself of all the crappy things that happened to you, you also have the capacity to remind yourself of all the ways that you've overcome those crappy things. It's just that second part is not as automatic. Our brain is wired to see the negative because it wants to keep us safe. And that's a beautiful thing, that's very kind. So, you know, thank you, brain. Thank you for bringing me down that insane rabbit hole of insecurity and doubt. Um, but I got it from here because I, I am not that insecurity. I am not that doubt. You are, you are not what happens to you. You are the response to those things. So even if you didn't respond in the greatest way, even if you didn't bounce back, as fast or as high as you wanted to. Um, even if it was like the worst, like the worst circumstance that you ever were put through, I guarantee you can find a way that that horrible thing made you better. 
you can find something in there that made you stronger if you're looking for it. And that's what intentions are. If you set an intention, you're going you're gonna to seek that. You're going to seek it throughout the day. So if you don't set an intention, it's important to know that the default is going to be to look for doubt, to look for fear, to look for insecurity. And that stuff keeps you stagnant. The brain thinks it's keeping you safe, but it's really keeping you stagnant. And that's not good. There's a difference between being still and being stagnant. Being still is a deliberate decision. Being stagnant is fear keeping you still. That's not deliberate. That's not deliberate. That's you being a slave to your thoughts. So when you start to flip the narrative and you start to seek out your greatest strengths, the things that make you strong, the things that you know, you've overcome and since then you've become even better in this area of your life, when you start to name those, you start to have faith that you can continue to move forward even in this un uncertain season. And if you think about it that way, then life is just a playground filled with lessons to be learned. Filled with lessons to be learned. But if you don't see it that way, then life is just going to be dangerous and treacherous. And you're not going to get the best of it. It's all about your intention, guys. I'm telling you. It's all about your intention. So... What are my greatest strengths from the lessons that I've learned? And oftentimes in order to learn a really great lesson, you have to be kicked down pretty hard. I don't think that's the only way to learn a lesson, but it is a powerful one because we remember pain. We remember that we're not, we're not trying to go back, you know, so it stays ingrained in our, in our mind. So focus on your strengths. And, and list them, like truly list out, like if you're going to think about the bad stuff that happened to you, name 10 great things that came out of it. Even if it came out years after, it doesn't have to be an immediate thing. Maybe you, you know, used to run with a crowd that was just pulling you down and burdening you. And it was a really tough time for you. And now you look back and you're like, wow, like. I wouldn't have appreciated my own worth if it weren't for that time, if it weren't for me being dragged down. You can flip the narrative on anything you want if you really want to. And that's where that intention comes in. Okay. So that was question three. Number four, what parts of me need more compassion and attention? Um, compassion is pretty pretty self-explanatory, but I'll go into that in a second. I do want to talk about attention though. I think a better word would be awareness. Awareness, because when we, attention can often mean um, feeding the ego. And we don't always need that. We don't always need that. Um, but awareness is just becoming aware of what is of what's happening, of what's going on right now. And so what part of you, of your relationship with yourself, because you are made of a bunch of different things. You are made of a body. You're made of a mind. You're made of a spirit. You've got emotions going on in that body. You have thoughts going on in that mind. 
And you have a relationship to all of these things. Whether you've consciously cultivated that relationship or not, it's there. So what part of you needs your attention right now? What part of you is withering or is weak? What part of you are you being really mean about? Are you being mean to? And how can you, how can you shift that? How can you make that change? Um, so the easiest one is our self-talk. Uh, that little voice inside your head. I remember learning this about five years ago. Um, actually, it was, a, it was longer than that. It was about eight years ago. Holy moly. Um, it was one of like the first self-help books I read. And I never forgot this lesson because it was pivotal. It was so powerful. Your subconscious mind does not recognize sarcasm. It is either, it is, it is fact. It is just fact. There is no either or. There's no either or. So whatever you're saying about yourself, if you say it enough times, it gets pushed into your subconscious mind and then solidified as a belief. So I became that really annoying friend who, if I catch my friends like, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm like, don't talk to my friend like that. Don't do that. Like, that's not even cool. And it's, it's, it, it used to be like, haha, funny, but now it's like, I would never let anyone talk to you like that. I can't let you talk to you like that. And I am very deliberate about what I say in my mind. Sometimes I gotta, I gotta think twice about what, you know, what comes out of my mouth. But when it comes to the things I'm saying about myself, um, I set that, that standard, I set that boundary, like for real. Because if your subconscious mind doesn't recognize sarcasm, then it also doesn't recognize anger. So... When you're angry and you're like, oh, I'm so stupid, I messed up, I did this, this, this. It's just reminding you now every time that you get angry that you're stupid and that you mess up and that you fail. And if you're not careful, you're going to believe that. You're going to believe that through and through. So what areas of your life are you not being nice to yourself? Like straight up, if we were in like a kindergarten classroom, that's, this is exactly how I, I, I teach this part because um, it's, it's the foundation, it's the core. Be kind, be compassionate. And if you don't want, you know, if you don't want others treating you that way, you don't treat others that way. But the most important thing is you don't treat yourself that way. Like, you have to see that if you would never treat your friend, if you would never call your friend stupid, if you would never call your friend a failure, if you would never say that your friend won't amount to anything or that his or her dreams won't come true, then you can never say that to yourself. Even if it's not verbal. Because remember, the relationship you have with yourself is pivotal because it's the longest relationship you have, no matter what. You are always dealing with your thoughts, constantly. Even if you're trying to avoid it, it's happening. It's not like the voice is off, you know? So where can you be more compassionate? Maybe it's your body. Maybe you walk by the mirror and you snicker and you say some remark that like is meant to be funny. But honestly, if you were to think about saying that to somebody else when they walked by, you would be mortified that you even thought that. You would be mortified and you wouldn't, you wouldn't treat them that way. 
So what area of your life needs that? Needs that compassion or the awareness? Maybe there's a part of you that you're just ignoring entirely. You know, maybe there's a part of you that you're just really not trying to deal with. Um, personally, in, in quarantine, for me, I want to say the first like two months of quarantine, it was my body. Completely disregarded. Completely disregarded. I stopped working out. I ate whatever I craved. And it was more of an emotional craving than an intuitive craving. And I just disregarded it. My joints were hurting. My muscles were tight. Like wasn't stretching, wasn't going for walks. And so that's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. And you don't want to wait until the area of your life or your relationship with yourself, you don't want to wait until it's so neglected that it blows up in your face and now you have to deal with it. These are things that you want to water a little bit each day. And there's a lot, a lot to, to handle, to cope with, to deal with in your relationship with yourself. Like I said, there's your thoughts, there's your, you know, your, your actions, your emotions, your body, your mind, your spirit, all of these things. Um, and it's hard to keep track of everything. But if you give a little bit to each area every day, then it's kind of like watering plants every day. There are some that you're going to be super excited about watering. Like, you know, when it comes to fitness, some people are gung-ho all about it. And like the seed of the health of their body is flourishing, you know, and that's okay. It's okay to have one area that you always focus on and you always pour love into. Just don't forget about the other ones. Hey, mindful fam. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you got exactly what you needed. And make sure you come back every Monday where I'll be sharing brand new episodes ranging from channeled content and meditations to goal setting and accountability. I really want to be a part of your journey of evolvement into the greatest, highest version of you. And I'm so thankful that you're letting me. I'll see you soon.